Oh, it's got a thingamajig. It's like a zip tie. Wow. Oh, that's cool. It's like a zip tie you can undo. Yeah. Uh, so now, in the spirit of doing uh, audio podcasts, I'll put my headphones on. And I'll be able to talk into the mic <laughs> without pulling them. But if you'd like to see more content like that, let us know and we can start a Patreon. <laughs> Yo, straight wheelies in the Patreon. If, yeah. we, get, if we get the Patreon going, I will... And close-ups of Terry. A lot of content. A lot of content. <laughs> so many wheelies. <laughs> we got to get like a, a, a smaller bike for learning wheelies. I, I'd like to learn. Maybe. I don't even know, though. Like, what, wheelies? I'm not Isn't that sure. like a thing you just do, uh, you goof around? Like, here's, okay. That It's for hooligans, As right? As somebody who oh. recently wheelied one of my motorcycles. On purpose? Uh, yeah. Did you do it oh, on okay. purpose? Yeah, no, I did, I did wheelies on my, uh, on my, on my Honda uh, mm. this past summer. And I think that wheelies are like a lot of other things where like if you tr- learn them when you're a kid... It's easy. Totally. Because you're fearless. Yep. And you're just like, I don't care about consequences. Oh, a broken signal doesn't matter. When you get a little bit older, it's like, no, I paid thousands of dollars for this thing. I don't want to have it fall down on the ground. Mm -hmm. That's a really great point. Yeah. I I wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle with zero like falls. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is totally different than my approach to most things in life and i was a little nervous when i was picking it up Mm. because of that like literally my nickname in the snowskate world was tumble bear because i fell so hard and (laughs) so much Mm. like there's a low-key joke in one of the old snowskate videos where it it was i was pissed about it but they did a montage at the beginning of my part one year with like a hundred just me falling on every single rail, because the the way snow sports works is mm-hmm. you go with your crew and everyone gets a trick on a rail. And then a lot of times what will happen is it's like, well, the best trick's the only one that actually makes the video. So I was the dude that got all the falls on the rails and mm-hmm. then everybody else would get like the cool tricks. I don't know. I, I fell on literally every single spot we went to. I fell super hard and super graphic and... I don't want to do that when I started motorcycle riding. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say there's some stark differences between the two. Uh, <laughs> but not wanting to crash your motorcycle is a great goal. Um, the th- the other thing too is like I th- I feel like when you when you learn how much or how little amount of pressure will break your collarbone and yeah. what that means for the next like six to eight weeks of your life, you're like yeah. Maybe this is not the wheelie summer of Terry. <laughs> like uh, that being said, it's I got a big ass bike that I try to learn them on, and it was kind of scary. Is it, it's like a big heavy cruiser bike? Uh, no, it's it's a it's like a dual sport. So like a, a dirt bike that you can ride on the street. It's, oh, okay. it's like a plated dirt bike basically. Okay, um, but it's huge. Like I can yep. barely touch the ground with like mm. tippy toes on both Bjorn. sides. Cannot. Yeah, you I can't tried. sit on the bike. <laughs> Wait, is it one of those cool old Hondas with the giant front wheel? Uh, I mean, I will show you what it is. Because uh, Honda, like back in the 80s, made dirt bikes with a great big front wheel. I think that cool. you're just talking about dirt bikes. Uh, I have a... It just, it's, I think I have a 98. Yeah, it's a... So, yeah, this is... Uh, I'll throw it up on the screen. Oh, it's really tiny. Uh, <laughs> so, my life. Uh, I will find something in the I, meantime. Okay. 
if if I had like a Grom or something, I'd mm-hmm. probably learn how to do it. Okay. But like a little, like one of those. Little yeah, bikes. but on on the bike that you have, you don't want to you don't want to mess that up doing no. wheelies. I, if I'm being totally honest, I'm not at uh, learning to wheelie yet. I do have a memory of like, there's, dude, riding a motorcycle is such an interesting experience. Yeah. Oh, there it is. So that's that's my XR. Uh, my feet go, and your feet probably go to about here on that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like the inseam, this is a 30 inseam right there <laughs> to there. <laughs> you, need, you need a 32 to ride? I think you need a 34 on that oh, one. Oh, shit. It, uh... It also like it weighs I don't know three hundred and fifty pounds mm-hmm. I think wet uh so it's one of those things like you fucking drop that thing it sucks like yeah that's like you, I can pick it up weight that it'll hurt you yeah and then like the the real fear the thing that you have to like master and mm-hmm. then you like unlock the wheelie is like not being afraid of dumping it off the back and do you know. Thing. Like if dumping you f- it like off literally the like falling, falling off, off the back of the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a thing you wouldn't want to do. Right. But you kind of have to know how much you can give it until you fall off the back. Oh, so you There's have like to fall spot. off the back a couple of times to find the problem. Sp- you kind of have to be comfortable with that being an option while you're trying to learn them. Yeah. And that to me is a like a, a risk averse. That's enough that I'm that's enough that I'm out. Yeah. Uh, now, if I had a smaller bike or like something else, then you could be like, okay, yeah, it's a little easier. But like, really, at the end of the day, so much of wheeling motorcycles, like you see like 12 o'clock boys and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately just being like, yeah, man, I'm going to fucking do it. And then you do it and then you can do it. And I think about it all the time. It's easier to wheelie a motorcycle than you think it is. Hmm. Yeah. It's just the courage of being like, I'm going to get this thing up. And I'm not gonna freak out. And <laughs> I get nervous if so I it's like probably... I've wheelied like a little bit by accident, mm-hmm. just like off of the line uh, at a at a stoplight, just where I did take the front wheel up, mm. like like I was just trying to go fast, and it's like oh shit, like I mean you just I was just I think I've I always like been <laughs> risk averse in that way. I never learned to wheelie my bicycle when I was a yeah. kid. You know, there you probably could do it because I. Where you like good. on a BMX bike or whatever? Where you I couldn't do the thing pedal. where you like ride. No, yeah, I couldn't oh, ride you a couldn't wheelie. Do that? I could okay. like I could manual. I manualed a, a a BMX bike. I could do that a little bit. Manual like, meaning what? Not pedaling. Not pedaling. Like it's a wheelie. It's a wheelie where you just like you just pull up and you just kind of hold it. Oh, I you could hold do a wheelie for like a sustained period of yeah. time. Okay, I never sure even did that. I never called. had a BMX bike. I always had like a little mountain bike to a bigger mountain bike. Not nice mountain bikes, but like mountain bikes, you know? Not like those crazy $1,000 bikes. Just like bikes, you know? But I I never could do any sort of sustained wheelie. I could get the... I would wheelie about that much, and it would fall right back down. I'd be like, I did a wheelie. Briefly. I have an interesting... (laughs) Well, maybe it's interesting. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll just cut it out if it's not. Uh, (laughs) When I was a kid, I remember I had a friend. He was really into BMX riding, and Mm -hmm. his older brother was into BMX riding. And then so, like, I wanted to get a BMX bike. So I asked for it for Christmas. I got it for Christmas. But then my friend's bike got stolen. Like, it was, like, my best friend. And then he, his mom didn't want to replace it. So she just bought him a skateboard instead. And then he came to school and he was like, BMX is lame. Skateboarding's cool. And convinced me. And then I switched to skateboarding. And that's the only reason I switched to skateboarding. I completely wanted to do BMX. But... Oh. 
uh, my best friend was like, nah, BMX is lame. We're skaters. Because his bike got stolen. Because his bike got stolen. Yeah. And, like, otherwise, it's such a weird thing how, like, how little, like, weird mm-hmm. things in your life happen like that. But, yeah, yeah, like, so I did have a BMX bike, and, like, we hit jumps for, like, a week. And then when his got stolen, he was just mm-hmm. like, nah. Like, He's like, I'm off this shit. Yeah, and really it was just, like, him trying, just being a brilliant uh, social person. I guess uh, social marketing or whatever. I so guess yeah, like social he, marketing before. I don't know what an that influencer. is. He was yeah, influencer he was an influencer of one, yeah. uh, and that's why I. That's where it starts. And then that that BMX bike just sat in the garage, and my mom complained about it, how they spent all this money, and then I just didn't do it. But that's the nature of having a kid. You know, I think. Uh, if the kid gets interested in shit, you buy him the shit, and then they lose interest. In like half the things. I know. I mean, I, I and it's breaking my heart because like, I probably took my motorcycle out last summer like. I think it's got some dust on it. Ten yeah. times. It's definitely got some dust on it in Terry's, mm-hmm. Terry's motorcycle palace mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that we got going on. All right, Bjorn. What are these drinks? Because I really oh, want to try it this. It was something. It was motorcycle themed. I was. I wanted a motorcycle themed. It was. Uh, it's still loaded Gin up. and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It's, it's a reference to a book that I was talking to Nick about before oh, we started recording. Oh, yeah, it's recording. called A Gin and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's and it's it's gin, lime, and rosemary syrup. All right, so let's cheers and see what happens. I'll tell the story of how this... That's mm. good. Uh, we, that was a lot of dead air. Uh, <laughs> very, very rosemary. Yeah, yeah. This tastes. You could marinate a steak in this, <laughs> and it would come out great. Well, let's let's for a moment. We'll let De-glaze the folks know. The pan. You guys did not have rosemary simple syrup, no. so you, instead you just soaked rosemary in simple syrup. Is that what you did? No, no. You I, made you cooked it right. So I did. Um, I actually halved the recipe because I was like, this is gonna yield way too much. But no, I just um, did half a cup of sugar, half a cup of water, and then rosemary, and you just boil it, and mm-hmm. then you simmer it for a little bit, and then and then I put it in this jar, and I drove here. Yeah, so, the, it, no, it was warm when I poured it yeah. into the shaker. No, so that's fresh, hot so this off is, the press. This is gin, rosemary, simple syrup. Because I was like, I spent more time and lime looking on the internet for mm-hmm. like stores that carried rosemary simple syrup and then i like looked the recipe up and i was like oh i have most of this so i didn't yeah. have to go to the grocery store and get rosemary and get rosemary because i didn't have fresh yeah. rosemary on hand no what I do you got either. terry you got, i i see you i see the wheels no turning. i just i i like that so you were on the hunt for like a motorcycle drink and the answer yeah. is the fucking bush light <laughs> like, i know <laughs> i know but i just wanted to kind of class it up and do something yeah Something different. Something is that the motorcycle drink? I think that the motorcycle drink is like fucking cans uh, or cheap beer or like uh, what's the what's the uh, trashy whiskey that every trashy person loves? Jack Daniels. Yeah, turkey? Jack Daniels. Oh, it's like wild turkey. Wild turkey. Wild turkey. Wild turkey even more. I, I, but you know turkey. what though? Wild turkey. I feel like is cooler because it's not like. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I will say Jack but, Daniels. I say this because I almost bought a Dyna that was in Sandy, Oregon, and it had like the Jack Daniels logo painted on the tank. And I was like, a Dyna? Uh, it's a Harley. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it, and I just like it's 
Oh, it would have the Jack Daniels logo. Yeah, on it's it. just like you're like, come on, this is it's it's hack shit. You're just like, oh, cool, you're into motorcycles and is, Jack Daniels. Like, do you, li- do you listen to Johnny Cash as well? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't on. know. Um, that would be like I think the dickhead motorcycle drink, mm. and then once you get out of that, um, then you know, motorcycle people are all. All different types, so there's all different uh, flavors. Yeah, I feel like there's a subset of motorcycle guys that are like, would probably just put vodka in Monster Energy drink. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that. The, no, those, those guys all drink White Claws. Oh, those like, guys drink White Claws? Yeah. yeah. Dude, White I hung Claw. out at a motorcycle garage that had a bar the other day, and like, <laughs> those guys drink, like, fuck, oh, hey, let me get like the Guava IPA, <laughs> and I'm like, this guava. is what it's come to. Meanwhile, I'm drinking like a Bush NA or some shit like that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they had like four different hard seltzers. They had like the Rainier huh. one. They had some White Claw. They had all that shit. Cause at the end of the day, all these, all like the new generation of uh, motorcycle dudes, mm-hmm. they're just a bunch of fucking dickheads. They're like just, they're just yeah. soft men, is what they are drinking. They are seltzer. soft men with a with like a <laughs> carefully uh, curated exterior. Not and this seltzer. This when is they Texas. should be drinking ranch water. <laughs> yeah. Ranch water, which is my new like favorite Your beverage. Go-to? I can't yeah. even. I, like I got it as a joke, and I just like it so much. Mm. It's not even the skull on it that <laughs> sells it for me entirely. No. This um, is so helps. good, Terry. Like it's pretty good. Uh, I'm actually stoked to get. I mean, it doesn't. It literally just tastes like a sweet rosemary. I don't know, man. This is like yeah, it tastes like a good cocktail. It's a bunch is, of good. It's shit growing on me. Here's yeah. the thing. I didn't like it the first sip. I think you guys could tell if yeah. you if you watch the video <laughs> on Spotify now as well. Um, but if you watch the video, you could tell that that first sip. I was like, this tastes like a tree, but. I uh, like it better now. Yeah, because rosemary and then gin. And then gin has like very piney. pieces of a tree in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, juniper. Um, I'm not really that big of a gin person, but I'll do gin in a cocktail. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a martini guy. You a gin person? What's your <laughs> no? You're not really a hard alcohol. I'm guy. not. I'm really not because I just can't handle it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just you drink it like it's beer. Uh huh. You put it back, and then you're. We're like I'm like halfway, and you're. Uh, yeah much better at that so i looked up i was just like just for funsies i'm gonna look up um because we're doing the motorcycle episode i was like let's find a motorcycle cocktail because i was like yeah we could do like bud light or something Mm -hmm. dumb like that but i was like let's do a cocktail i kind of want to do cocktails more often on this because i just think it's fun they are fun and um the other one that mostly came up when I mm-hmm. looked up motorcycle is called a blue motorcycle. Do you know what that is? No. What's in a it's blue motorcycle? Basically, I was like, oh, this sounds like a good Because it got that blue Caraco shit yes. in it. So it's basically a Long I, Island I think it's iced illegal tea. to have a cocktail that is, has blue in the name and not have that in it. Like, So it's a Long Island. Mm-hmm. With blue Caraco. Yeah. That's basically what it is. And the reason that we aren't drinking those is because I'd have to buy like eight different yeah. boozes. Yeah, and it would be well, like, and it would seriously be like a hundred dollars for me to just hammered. get us. And then you're drinking Long Island's. Like, <laughs> you're drinking yeah. Long Island iced tea, but well, it's blue. those things are not good. It's like Patron. Uh, like Terry, look it up. Look, yeah. up what's in a blue. Now motorcycle. I want to know too. I want to see a picture um, of it. I know it's just gonna look like a blue drink. It's I don't care. Just like a blue. I think you garnish it with an orange, which of is course kind you of do. Wild. Uh, this shit looks like. <laughs> just looks like it's a fucking asshole drink. <laughs> it's totally an asshole. Is drink. it? It's it a like it's a bar nine out of like bucket a, night a, drink a bowl. 
It's like, something. Oh, that is a that. bar nine bucket <laughs> night drink. Yeah. Shout out to Let's, Bozeman bars. Yeah, that's that's like something that. Yeah, you, uh, is there pineapple in it too? It looks there like is. there's a maraschino cherry here. Um, <laughs> like, here you go. So it's a uh, vodka, tequila, blue curacao, <laughs> rum, and gin. So here's and then lemon lime soda sprite, and then you <laughs> yeah, finish it with sprite. Oh my god. So here's what I will say. I give it. <laughs> So Long Islands are typically like a lot of flavoring mm-hmm. and like a lot of like liqueurs. Mm-hmm. I will say this is four different types of straight alcohol. Yeah. Wait, I thought a Long Island iced tea was four or five types of straight and liquor. Coke. I thought it was. I thought it was whiskey, tequila, vodka, gin, and. Coca-Cola. And Coke, and I will. Coke. You know what? You might be right. <laughs> I don't know. Was like it a, I, I apologize. Up, I was a big up, <laughs> Long Island iced tea drinker. <laughs> no, when I, when I first started. That's, that's when I first started drinking, drinking <laughs> I looked up the recipe and I made one at home and it was revolting <laughs> and I've never had another one. So really? here's I drank a Long Island iced tea by myself in a living room oh, and I was like, tracks. Ah, I've this made tracks. a cocktail. This <laughs> it was so I, fucking bad. I made a cocktail with nine boozes in it. Yeah, I got get the little like airplane bottles no no or no did you i, I had a full bar i still do i have the full bar at home i have all the alcohols <laughs> well, yeah we had a full bar at my yeah. uh, my house i'm not gonna pretend. meanwhile you could have just gone to the store and bought a two liter of tom collins mix and mm-hmm. then added gin and that would have been a nice yeah. a, a drink you probably would have liked a lot more for the record liquor.com is telling me that a long island is yes. vodka rum tequila gin triple sec simple <laughs> syrup lemon juice <laughs> cola to top yeah. And then garnished with a lemon wedge. So I will Four say... Four kinds of booze and one kind of liqueur. It's insane that that tastes like Plus uh, simple syrup, tea. plus lemon juice, plus Coke. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on in there. Bad. Yeah. yeah, and it tastes like a brisk. Like It's just bizarre. It never mm. made sense to me. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever... I remember it tasted like alcohol when I drank it, because it's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It'll get you going. It'll yeah, get you there. I'm, this I'm is, not drinking. This is most. a dangerous cocktail. It is really good. It is. I really. It does feel like you're just like drinking a tree, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Now it's got just enough sweetness. It's got the little subtle it's lime. Not too sweet. And then it's got the the you know the herb flavor from the rosemary. Yeah, that my yeah. whole house smells like rosemary now. That's um, that's people not pay good worst. money for that type of treatment. Um, <laughs> It's like essential so oils. You guys were you talking could join about an MLM. Yeah, yeah, we could start one. See if you your guys, neighbors you want to be their own about, boss. Uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. I he the brought the book up. I brought the book up. Have you read the book? I have. Can you, I? You love the book, don't you? Uh, it, no, no. Really <laughs> interesting. It, 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 I like. I like the explain, things in Explain it. to the listeners what this book is. It's this the most it's one of the more and bizarre books i've read okay because okay. there's like this this voice in the guy's head uh the part that i did like is i did live in a lot of the areas that they talk about going so okay. he starts in minneapolis and he goes across they go down like i-90 which goes through bozeman mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. talk about bozeman they talk about the oh where did the, they stop in bozeman i don't even remember it's filling, been a minute is it the filling station is that the biker bar there I, oh yeah or the cat's paw do they have comedy there now <laughs> at the filling station totally like i follow all these 
comedians in there. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I, uh, yeah, Bozeman's got a weird comedy scene now. They have a comedy club where the zebra used to be. Oh, that's where it is. The zebra closed. Ah. So and anyway, the book the, came the out in seventy four. Yeah, the book. <laughs> the book. These um, are important details. They are Harry. important details. Last best <laughs> comedy or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the the book. So I was interested in motorcycles. For some reason, mm-hmm. I woke up one day, wild hair. I was living in Vegas, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. I don't know. It was just like a I feel like that thought weird, has been had in Vegas many a time. It was just a weird thing where I was like, you know what? I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And so I started like, I didn't know where to start. So I read this book. <laughs> Of course, mm-hmm. um, and then and then I, I kind of it's it's a weird book. It's a super weird book. It's got some great philosophy. There's some so what's really the great premise of the book? The premise of the book. I mean, it's like it's this. I want to say I'm gonna butcher it. Um, Fictionalized autobiography yeah, of a 17 day journey that Persig made on a motorcycle from Minnesota to North uh, Northern California with his son Chris. Uh, it's recounted recounted in a first person narrative. Although the author is not identified, so it's like mm. a, a this a anonymous author. It's kind of like this omnipotent voice that's happening all the mm. time. That's just narrating the whole thing. It's bizarre, and there's like this, uh, like ghost element to it of like his subconscious. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's kind of like the big thing is like it's it's these guys on a motorcycle trip, and at various points they're accompanied by other people. Uh, with whom they part ways with in Montana. It's it's kind of like a, it's like the the full, in my opinion, materialization of like the. It's not about the destination. It's, it's the journey. about the yeah. journey. Oh, like, okay. So like he he rags on his friends who have the new BMW motorcycles mm. because they don't have to carry they don't they, or they don't carry a toolkit because they believe that their motorcycles are just going to make it and then they don't i feel mm. like or something mm. like that and then he ends up having to help them because they are the ones that have and and it's about like nurturing your motorcycle or whatever like some 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 wild some wild uh it's some okay. fucking bullshit. It's I'm going to say it. It is. It's, there's all this like Buddhist philosophy in it. Every mm. single time, with the exception of right now, that people have brought this book up to me, they're just like, oh my God. you!" Ha-. They talk about it like it's fucking Kerouac. And Don't I hate Kerouac. Don't read so, it. Like, read some quotes from it. That's it. That's all you need. It's just, is it like a little bit pretentious the whole way through? It's just confusing because there's like nine voices happening because it's, it's just weird. It's okay. so weird to track. So it's one of those books that's so complicated that people pretend they like it so they can sound smart. I feel smart. like that's No, what it hold is. on, hold on. I think that it's likely a good book that is enjoyed by dip- dipshits. Like, oh, so it's a dumb it's, book. It's like Colorado was a book. Like you're just like, eh, it's got some really good stuff in there, but like, man, <laughs> yeah. the only people that want to talk to me about it are fucking dipshits. <laughs> like, I'm Facts. sure that you can glean a lot from it. I'm sure <laughs> that there's like very good uh, like critique of it, whatever. But at the end of the day, people kind of get to it the way that Bjorn did, which is just like, oh, that is a lot of interesting words combined together for a title. And Mm -hmm. then it's built up like this mythos is like this, like, oh, you got to read it. And I'll tell you off air, Bjorn, who told me to read it. I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Okay, (laughs) I'm excited. So uh, I will say, though, Mm -hmm. I mean, even literally just like Googling, like good Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance quotes. 
that's all you need. That like, just read like a list of like some top good five, results, and that's all you really need. Because some good eye rolls in there. Or? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm just saying, like, if you want to get the like stuff the from gist, it, gist of it, you really don't need to read the story. Just really bungs up all the great quotes that are in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> in my opinion, uh, if if you have any interest in it. Okay, uh, I I probably won't. I might look up the quotes. Actually, I'm I'm like there's that's my d- level of interest on that book. Yeah, that's that's pr- that's what I would recommend. Yeah, uh, because I looked up some quotes at some point, and I was just like, that was in here. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I totally missed that. So you you've got one piece of advice that apparently Terry yes. gave you that you've repeatedly given me. Yes. despite the fact that I'm not really that interested in getting into bikes. Okay, so. I always want to hit this. If any of our listeners want to get into bikes, this is evidently Terry and Bjorn's big advice. And pretty much every responsible motorcycle rider yeah. in this country. Yes, if, if somebody, if you're interested in motorcycles at all, don't read that book, whatever. Like, that's not going to help you. Take, what what it is, is it's just take the, the like, state-required motorcycle class. Because a whole bunch of things. You, they take you from... The most beginning, because of course my experience with motorcycles was mm-hmm. just like some dipshit friends that have that own dirt bikes and are really good at it. I literally had friends that were professional dirt bike riders, mm-hmm. and like they're just like, yeah, Bjorn, hop on, and then like that's how I'm learning how to ride a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Like they take you, you literally start in a line and you just like let off the clutch and go two feet, and then you like walk the bike back. Like they take you nice and slow and then they make you do all this stuff that like you wouldn't do mm-hmm. like i would never like do the stop and starts as much as you do in the class and that's like the most important thing oh yeah because it's it's kind of like relearning how to drive a stick totally right? but because yeah. you're in the class with like 20 other people you have to like wait in line and one of the most valuable parts of the course in my opinion is when you're waiting in line where the person the the teacher's like holding people back and it's like okay and they're like counting five seconds to till you go around the circle of the parking lot Mm. and they're just like and you're in line and you're having to kind of walk your bike and just feather the clutch that is like such an important aspect of it and i never would have done that so it's like driving in traffic yeah yeah like stop and go traffic but you would never do that you would you would just go like nobody's mm. gonna sit there and just like all right i'm gonna a lot of people sit there and do that feather really i I literally did it with andrew so like Another person that oh, I got into motorcycles okay. is our mutual friend Andrew. Yeah, and he had never ridden bikes before. He was interested in them. I hooked him, and then I went and bought one that I bought the exact bike that he was like looking for. Mm. And I was like, "Well, I got one. You can come out with me." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was looking at my bike for a minute. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, like he saw your bike in the garage, and he's like, "Oh yeah." I was like. Seems like Bjorn's having a good time. I was like, you could have a good time too, man. Uh, <laughs> but like, yo, the little Kmart where all the Proud Boys had their little uh, rally, yeah, yeah. that used to be our training area. And we would go there. I would set up cones. And I'm like, dude, we're going to do slow speed maneuvering. We're going to do like, you're going to do clutch control. You're going to do all this shit. And had he not done that, when we finally went off road with our dual sports, like he needed help. Because yeah. he just didn't have the fine motor control of like clutching and throttle and the mix of the two and the whole thing. Uh, I would say if people are like, yeah, I'm going to get a bike and I'm just going to get out and hit the open road. No, don't do that. <laughs> You're going to fucking crash. This is the thing that like it, I, I'm already on the soapbox. So I appreciate you letting me go a little longer. Yep. Uh, 
Nobody wants to do the fucking work. Just do the fucking work. And then guess what? You don't yeah. have to like cringe when people are like, oh, I hope you're an organ donor. Uh, like <laughs> you can just be like, hey, man, I'm a responsible motorcycle rider. I minimize risk. I maximize totally. like mitigation of risk. Like I am being as responsible as I can. Now I might get broadsided by a fucking Mack truck, but that's out of my control. Like I'm mm-hmm. just removing all of the things. Unfortunately, people get really horny and they want to get on the bike and just like open the throttle up. And that's why I echo Bjorn's plea of like, not only are in, I think most states are you required to take the MSF, take it as early as you can. Yeah. Because one of the things that people suffer with is they will ride bikes and they will develop a bunch of bad habits that are then Mm. really hard to break. So like if you've never ridden a motorcycle the best possible way to start is to go take that class first. Uh, I would say because it'll be a way to start without building any bad habits. The sooner you can take the class, they have bikes for you. Mm -hmm. You don't need a ton of gear. It's like 200, 250 bucks. You need boots and gloves. That's all they require. And you don't even need boots. Like it's one of those things. I wore my Tim boots. Yeah. Uh, If you go to the thrift store, you can get boots for $10 that will completely meet the need of the MSF. Mm -hmm. And, it will also like let you know if you're really serious yeah. about wanting to do this because there might be someone in the class that's like dropping their bike. You might drop the bike. Like yeah. it is the reality check that I think a lot of people need where they're mm. like, "Oh shit. I don't know if I want to go 100 miles an hour on one of these <laughs> things." Did you have anything wild happen when you took the class? No. I've taken it twice. There, okay. Uh and both times the the wildest thing is like and please if you're a dickhead Listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> Take the class and shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know if you had this in yours, but I the had... The know-it-all? Yeah. Yep. The know-it-all, like the guy who's just like, yeah, man, well, I've been doing like charity runs because I'm a volunteer firefighter and like, yeah, and like, <laughs> dude. And then like you get out on the bikes and they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is weird because like my big ass Harley's way heavier than this thing. And it's like, yeah, this is supposed to be easier. You're bad at riding motorcycles. <laughs> that big swinging dick that you had in the classroom, oh, it got a lot smaller when you got right? on the bike, didn't it? <laughs> so uh, that's my thing is like you're there to learn not to talk. Yeah. There was like, yeah, there's always, I mean, that's every class. There's like the know-it-all that's like, oh, yeah, my dad taught me. It's like, no, no, no. Just just shut up and listen to the professionals or whatever. Mm-hmm. I th- one of my favorite things in the class uh, there was one person that did mess up because there's this weird thing that people do when they get scared. They like let go. Somebody let go of the clutch. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is like, but they held on to the throttle. Oh, and so it throttled up. And of course, the motorcycle just goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wheelied and like and and like went over somebody else's motorcycle. Nobody got hurt. But mm-hmm. it was just like this, like. Whoa, like, because mm-hmm. you should just let go <laughs> entirely. Don't yeah. hold on with one hand. That's, that's, you never want to let go of the clutch, mm-hmm. but hold on to the throttle. That's stupid. But yeah, yeah, you would never do that <coughs> in a stick lift car. No. It's different. It's <coughs> now, the, there's a lot of people like you where they yeah. drive a stick shift, me included. I was like, I got this. It's different. It's very different because it's different. What's different other than moving? the fact that you're different parts of, like your hand is doing the clutch and the throttle now yes. instead of your feet. Is that and your foot's different? doing a break too? There's a break. There's a foot break. Yeah, and your so foot's like, doing the shifting. Yes. So yeah. what's cool about a motorcycle is there's nothing in my life where like my feet and like there's just something beautiful about mm-hmm. all your your 
your legs and both arms, of your feet like and both of your hands something. have a task and your there's something just okay. so beautiful about you should that. go upstairs after this you I mean, can get on one of the drum kits and then understand what yeah, <laughs> like, like like but drumming. I think like that's the closest thing is like you watch somebody that plays the drums. They're mm-hmm. they're working the hi hat with their left foot. They're working the bass drum with the right foot. Yeah. They got both hands going, and like the drums are way more involved. But it's similar in spirit. So yeah, yeah, I'll agree with you there. The the person in my class, I'll be real quick on this. It mm-hmm. was there was this like total Harley brother guy, just like oh yeah, yeah brother. Like like he looked like he like grew up in a in a biker bar yeah. like, okay just the most i mean like had like the long he, he looked like he, one of the people that worked at that um uh orange county choppers i don't know if you remember uh-huh. that like he looked like that guy like the big mustache oh and all yeah that. and like knew all this stuff about harleys or whatever and then and all his buddies were into it and he had his own gear mm-hmm. and we were just and he was just like yeah i'm just taking this because it's a formality Dude did not pass the class. Yeah, I oh, love shit. that shit. Oh, oh I that, that does sound funny. I love oh. it. <laughs> I was so happy. Where's my Where's my Cardi B? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it oh. was it was tight. I mean, uh, he sucked in the class though. Like, he would go so slow. Like, because what they do is they like set you go in a circle. So was he? And like, they make you go like it, in certain intervals. Was he like cocky as shit? And then he was bad. And then on the actual bike, <laughs> he was so he would just go like five miles an hour. And then the class, the, the teachers kept getting mad because we aren't you're not allowed to pass anybody. But we're all like literally stopped, jammed up behind, waiting him. for him mm-hmm. to because you have to go in a circle. And they like usually everyone in the class can be going all at once. And we're supposed to just kind of like have this nice flow. Mm-hmm. And he was going so slow that well, all of us would stop and then like wait for him to go around a corner. And he would just like boop, 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 because we couldn't pass him. What kind of bike was he on? He was on, I don't know, some dual sport or something. Oh, he brought his own bike? No. No, they have oh, like no. a variety of bikes. They have you a whole bunch use. of bikes. Mm, okay. I was on, uh, one of the days I was on a Grom and then the rest of it, I was on this Suzuki thing. Yeah, I didn't like the Suzuki because the the saddle was super wide, and maybe I just wasn't used to sitting on a saddle for you know however many hours. Mm-hmm. But it just like I don't know, it just kind of hurt. Mm. Yeah. So I was not a fan. Um, but it was just he was the only person. Basically, if you can kind of do it by the end, mm-hmm. you are um, you. Terry, did your thing mess up? Uh, it just blinked green at me. That's weird, and I'm. We're Does it recording. say battery? <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, this everyone passed. Like everyone passed, except for this guy. Yeah. Like if yeah. you can ride around the parking lot on a bike and yeah. they you can pass stop most people, so don't be afraid of that. I mean, okay. you got to pass the the written. You can't be. An yeah, idiot yeah, yeah. Do that, but most most people pass. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not that big a deal. But like the way that they won't pass you is if they're just like. Yo, I don't want you on the road because if you pass the class, you can be on the road fully. Mm-hmm. And like the guy was, if somebody is too scared like him, he was just scared and he mm. wouldn't go fast. That's the thing that's so perplexing about it is like, I did, and this sounds like a pretty unique scenario, but so many people that think that they're good at motorcycling are good at like riding a motorcycle on the highway, mm-hmm. which is like incredibly scary when you first start doing it. <laughs> But mm-hmm. but then it's like some of the most like advanced motorcycle riding I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we talked about this. I don't think I ever pulled the video up. Is like now I will say 
It's a shame. Uh, L.A. motorcycle cops have like these competitions where they have these big ass like Harley baggers Mm -hmm. and they set up the most technical slow speed maneuvering courses and they make this shit flow like water, baby. It is insane. And like I'm talking about like a bike that's probably like six, maybe 700 pounds, like a giant heavy bike. And they're just like dipping and turning and leaning and like yeah because they gotta like navigate city streets yeah and uh but it, th- so this is like them showing off this isn't okay. part of like the test to be a oh motorcycle this isn't cop. like they're training no this is like they practice this shit on the weekends and then they have like an annual contest and they get a trophy and then they like i don't know beat up a black kid or something <laughs> uh but uh it's they're like they're really fucking good at, at motorcycle handling and a lot of the dudes that you'll see that are just like yeah man i ride a lot they you try to get them to do one of the things in the msf like the notorious figure eight test mm-hmm. is like they have four parking sp- spots like okay side by side one two and then three four and you ride mm-hmm. your bike into it and you have to do a figure eight in the parking spots within the parking spots within that block of four yeah, that so is you a have, thing that you like have two spaces to do basically a full U-turn. Yep, you got a U-turn, crossover, U-turn, U-turn crossover, yeah. and then ride out. And that is a thing that like if you do not have good balance, if you do mm-hmm. not have good clutch control, if you do not have good throttle control, you're probably going to go outside of the box, which is like not a failure, but you like lose points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen so many people during MSF classes that like think they're like you know the shit. And you try to get them to do the figure eight, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just like, yeah, something's, something's up. Something's up. It's not me. Something's up. And you're like, <laughs> no, it's you. No, nah, man, it's you. It's <laughs> like you literally only think motorcycling happens at 45 miles an hour or faster. And mm. like, it's, it's Yeah, because I guess that's speed has a lot. Like, it has a big speed effect a on the physics yeah. of a car, too. But especially with a bike, because like at really high speeds, I've watched videos of people racing bikes. Mm-hmm. They can lean way over. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't think you could Dude, do that at ten. That's probably I'm. Like still if not you watch the Isle of Man Taurus Trophy, <laughs> you can't be doing that shit at ten miles an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know what the Isle of Man Taurus Trophy I'm is, familiar. right? Yeah, it's like the coolest shit you've ever seen in it's your cool, life. It's cool, and then like a bunch of people always die. Yeah, every year they people just they fly go off the track. Two hundred <laughs> miles an hour around an island. Okay, it's a cool ass bike race where there's this island called the Isle of Man over by England. It's like part of the UK or something. Okay. And they they close all their public roads for a couple of days or a week or something for this bike race. They close their roads there a lot for races. I'm pulling up video. Yeah, (laughs) it's so cool. But it's like the most dangerous race in the world. And people ride awesome motorcycles 200 miles an hour around this like 20 or 30 mile like through towns. Oh, crazy. It is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like this would be one of those things that if I had the chance to go see this live, I would take it's that. Fucking wild. It's cool. Now, the thing that you can't really see here is like uh there's a lot of exposure. So corners that like you just take too hot, you might fly off a fucking cliff, man. Like, yeah. Oh, uh-oh. there's a lot of places like they go up and over a saddle like from one side of the mountain to the other mm-hmm. or the the island. So they go up and over like just a big hill with lots of curves in the road. And yeah, people definitely die every year because they're going balls to the wall like crazy fast yeah. on these bikes. It's cool. It's gnarly. Racing is racing is is a thing that like I'm not despite racing my current my current setup. <laughs> uh, it's a thing that like I I'm not a speed dude. 
I don't want to ride fast. Like I remember I had a, a friend who helped me a little bit, um, a while back with motorcycles and he was just like, yeah, dude, you got to get a sport bike. Like, Oh man, once you get in them twisty, I'm like, bro, I don't want to do that shit. And then sure enough, he broke his fucking collarbone. Cause he hit some gravel going around a corner, going up Timberline access road. And I'm just like, yo, what do you think you're doing, man? <laughs> like you're not on some hot boy shit. Like you're yeah. not impressing anybody. Mm-hmm. You want to scare yourself. Cool, man. There's a lot of other ways to do it that are not going to involve you flying off a fucking mountain. Yeah. I feel like there, I kind of get that though. Cause like, I've I get it. It's like, just not for it me. It seems really fun. Like if I was going to get into bikes, I'm not into crashing off of a gravel road, sure. but like those are the kind of bikes I would want to be on. I think like I would can... get into bikes because for the amount of money you spend on a bike, you can go exponentially faster than whatever car costs the same amount. Yeah, but you can do that. So we were talking about this a little bit before the show. You could spend $1,000 on a motorcycle, go 100 miles an hour. No, no problem. No, I'm talking like acceleration and like... You will get up and go. Right. If you're yeah. comparing it to a car, yeah. any motorcycle, I don't faster. care what it is, is going to fucking put you back in your seat. Yeah. Like, I that's, I, I have like not fast motorcycles. Yeah, the power to weight ratio, that number can't be argued with. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that, I will say, on that bike. is one of the things that is like the most gratifying. Speaking of Timberline Access Road, anyone that's ever gone up to Timberline, it's like twisty pretty much the entire way, but there's yeah. one about 300 yard stretch. Where it's just straight and you can pass. And one of the things that really sunk the hook for me on motorcycles was after I'd been riding for a while, I used to ride my bike up to Timberline when I worked at camp. Mm-hmm. And I would get stuck behind slow drivers. And uh, some of the stuff that like really sunk in with me through motorcycles was concepts of like the power band of your engine. Mm-hmm. So like understanding where in your RPMs you're going to get the most power from yeah, your yeah, motor. Yeah. And, and on bikes, like, a lot of bikes have really high revving engines. So oh, yeah, you got to yeah, yeah. be up at like 8, 9, 10 For sure. plus. Yeah, there's bikes that redline at like 14, 16K, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. which is nuts. Anyway, uh, it's like a big sweeping left-hand turn, mm-hmm. and I would be behind something, and I'm like, I am going to blow the dust off this thing right <laughs> now. And I would get in the power band in the turn, and the moment that mm-hmm. it would open up into the straightaway and I would see that there's no oncoming traffic, I would just <laughs> open up the throttle and take off mm-hmm. and it's the <laughs> coolest fucking you're mm-hmm. just like oh see ya <laughs> and you yeah you explode like a rocket it's mm-hmm. insane it's so yeah. much fun and then i pass and i get over and then i slow down <laughs> yeah. yeah no that sounds really uh, fun that like that would be the shit that i would love doing if yeah. i had a bike nick you and it's really mm-hmm. interesting because like i'm gonna say one thing and then we should probably get on to like the shoes real quick yeah oh. uh but like it it's you really can get some of that fun stuff mm-hmm. not even going that fast. Like I've gotten some joy like we went we went to where we, where did we go? Uh we went to the um coffee shop this one. Oh, out of St. John's. Uh, we went to CC's. Y- no, no, not St. John's. We went to the other one, the one in uh, Newburgh. Oh, yeah, we rode and up we to Newburgh. And we like went yeah, through yeah. like wine country mm-hmm. and it was just like windy roads. Mm. We were going like I don't know 25 35 it was the funnest. You're, shit we were ever. doing like five or ten over the speed limit. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like it, and it, I've never gone 35 in my car and been like, "Yo, this is dope." But like, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was so fun. It like yep. going through wine country and just like rolling hills and like fun twisty mm-hmm. corners and just like you can just get this like cool joy just from like a pretty basic thing because you're leaning mm-hmm. into corners and like 
that like that that flow state of like hey oh i just hit that corner just perfect yeah. like i, I mean that's a sports car right. thing too though like most yeah like classic sports cars are I mean, slow i do that with like, my car a little bit but yeah no but like a classic sports car like the yeah. miata which yeah. is which is a reproduction of like old british sports cars what a sports car is supposed to be is a small light car with an engine at the front it's and drive roadster. at the rear yeah yeah so it's just a fun little car that handles well. It's not fast. Incidentally, Miata. I looked at renting a Miata today. Yeah, the Miata's like a <laughs> nine-second zero to 60. Bro, Maybe seven now, but it's a slow car. MX-5 is a fun car to drive. Oh, they're dope. I love them. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like a Miata, it's because of toxic masculinity. If you don't like um, a Miata, it's because you don't like cars because it's a great car. It's a dope little car. This is you like... an NA, headlights Oh, man, go I'm so up, glad we're talking about this because go I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that shoe, that's the Miata, and Nick doesn't like it. Because uh, no, I I, I, I like Miatas. No, no, no. But uh, what I'm saying is, you're I've talking about like the person who appreciates cars. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the fastest. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be the, the sleekest. person who really appreciates cars would like a Miata or like a Lotus Elise or like way more than they car. would need like like a a Dodge Hellcat. Uh-huh. Then again, they'll also like a Dodge Hellcat because yeah. that's <laughs> cool for what it's for. If they like cars, you just appreciate every car for what it's for. And I think this is where I am with a lot of the motorcycles where, like, mm. now because of, of fiscal reasons mm-hmm. and space, I can't own every single motorcycle in the world. Mm-hmm. But I've, like, picked the ones that, like, really fit the yeah. the the niche that I want to be in. Mm-hmm. But if you were like, hey, man, do you want this 1988 Ninja? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, oh, it's got two wheels and a motor? Yeah, I'll take <laughs> it off your hands. Like, I'm not going to pay <laughs> you for it. But, like, I'd love to ride that thing around. If you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I got this old, like, uh, I don't BMW, like, late 60s bike. I'd be like, hell yeah. I'll ride that thing. Like, I, the answer is going to be, yeah. oh, I got a little 125, <laughs> like, dirt bike. Hell yeah, I want to ride that dirt bike. <laughs> I want to ride the bikes, yeah. no matter what they are. Like, if anyone offers me to drive any car, 100%. I will drive that car. If yeah. you were like, hey, you ever drive a PT Cruiser before? I'd be like, no, but can I open it up? Yeah. <laughs> like, Is it the turbo? They made it with a turbo. <laughs> I, want, I, I just want <laughs> the wood so paneling funny. on the side. It's so cool. They actually made the PT Cruiser with like the turbo engine that was yeah. also in the SRT4 Neon. Okay. And that's like low-key kind of a cool little sleeper because the pt cruiser is notably such a huge piece of shit that it's kind of cool that there's a fast one all i remember about the pt cruiser was in like high school or middle school like Mm -hmm. one of my friend's parents got one Mm -hmm. and they were just like yo you guys want to go for a like everyone was all excited to go for a ride like when it it. first came out wasn't it like it's a p bro hold on didn't people think it was cool when it very first people loved the pt cruiser when it came out Oh, the yeah. whole the tides have shifted on the PT Cruiser, and now it's like a meme car. Yeah, where yeah. You're it's just a like, meme. You're like, eh, it's so but stupid. But I just remember <laughs> that was like the car where it was just like, Whoa, it was like the beginning so of the retro mom thing, is right? Picking yeah. you up in a in a PT Cruiser oh, with it wood says paneling. Cruiser. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like the start of when cars were retro. It was like retro styling I, in cars. I will say the one that everyone universally hates, but Bjorn likes. Probably yeah. for this specific reason, I like the HHR, the Chevy HHR. Do you know mm. what that is? I know the, what it the is. Chevy PT Cruiser. It's basically the Chevy PT Cruiser. Yeah, we rented one one time. Oh, it's probably like trash. Like I have no idea. No, it's I a liked car. It. It's, I liked it. Yeah, everyone hated it. 
everyone was just like, oh, that thing sucks. It kind of looks like a very tiny SUV, so I kind of get why you it like it. It does look like a tiny SUV. but No, it, it looks like an old mob car. Yes, it, it looks, looks like, like something that like Dick some Tracy. mafiosos That's are going to be hanging of. out of. They the made an, Dick Tracy, they the made like an SS version that looked pretty good. It had like chromies on this, it. There it is. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't hate that. I, I think it looks better than the PC. Shoddy oh, ass the car. SS. Get out of here. Oh, I, I would don't know why I like this car. I have no idea. <laughs> it why It looks I like, like this the car. Dodge Magnum. What do you Fat think? ugly friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a chode Dodge Magnum. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Is it the SSR? Is that That's the one the SS that was too? No, was there an SSR that was like a weird truck thing? Yeah, oh, okay. find that. This yeah. is like this that is was like a bubble truck, and then it yep. always had the covered bed. Covered uh, bed it looked like and a convertible top. It looked like yeah. a character from the movie Cars yeah. that did not come out See, for like another like fourteen I years. Only I don't like, hate that. I've literally only seen. I'm it sorry. In like red or yellow. Hold on. I don't Pause. hate that. What? Here's a couple cool things about that. I believe <laughs> that came with the LSV8. Oh, Okay, it doesn't look great, but Ooh, this, man. <laughs> this is such a matchbox car. Yeah. I remember having it. Oh I yeah, like. you have that as a toy when yeah, you're a kid. A hundred percent. It's kind of a neat looking car. It looks like nothing else. <laughs> it looks bad, but it looks like nothing else. And it has a V eight and it's rear wheel drive. I knew that you would like this. I it's don't like know a why. it's like a goofy muscle car Ute. It's what the Australians <laughs> call a Ute. Oh my god, that's so fun! I would, I would, I want to drive one though. <laughs> Me too. Like, I would drive around in that totally and have would, a hell like of a time. Roll in that. Like I wouldn't own that, but I'd take her for a spin. Ooh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like Look there are the angles of this. Are. They're like up there. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Is that a thing? I can't believe they did it. That's How I love this car because them? it's so dumb. But I but they Two? did it. Yeah. Not very long. It sold terribly. How about the Chrysler Prowler? Remember that? We're not, we're not done with this yet. We're not? Ooh. You can get it in Chrome? No, that's <laughs> a custom job. Yeah, which somebody paid. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, uh, with this car, I I, I, I mean, this is a just... real good grocery getter. Like, look at all that cargo space yeah. for your groceries. <laughs> Purple. <laughs> oh, that's Doug DeMiro. Shout out to him. He makes some of the best YouTube videos about cars. Doug DeMuro. That is Doug DeMuro. Yeah. Uh, That's a weird. Uh, you know what, Nick? This? I'm kind of with you. I don't know what it is about. Yeah, this it's, it's it's so, so dumb, dumb, but oh I like it. I, ca- I can't not like you it. You know what? Here's the thing. This photo that we're looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> now you like it? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right, have you turned? No. This photo yeah. makes it seem closer to like the actual woody jeeps that like all the surf boys back in the 60s mm, yeah. had and i think that Th- there is a configuration of this vehicle with different body panels with different styling that could be the fun like i'm gonna go down to the beach like just novelty vehicle yeah mm-hmm. the problem is they tried to make it serious like they should have just made. I'm gonna see if I can pull up like a classic like Woody, um, Woody Jeep, but like, man, they should have just committed a hundred percent to like. These are not the the best. This is. I know what, what you're it, talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, 
There's a new Jeep thing that's coming out, the Wagoneer. I've it's seen ridiculous. a couple of those. It's a great big expensive Jeep truck SUV. Yeah. It's thing. Well, it's like a it, was it the Wagoneer? That was a what, Yeah, the Grand was, Wagoneer. Right? The Grand Wagoneer? Or am I thinking of something else? I think you're right. I think that's totally what the Jeep Woody Yeah. back in the day. It it was the Wagoneer. Was, I'm I'm just really trying to find like the classic like Jeep uh or not Jeep, but like the classic like surf yeah. mobile. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I had a This is one of those cars too. like yeah, it's ugly. This SSR, just to go back to this, I feel like I like it. It's like a two thousand. It's it's like a truck um, version of the of the of the two thousand Beetle mm. of the here's, new Beetle. Here's part did. of why I like it: is every time I've seen one, I couldn't stop looking at it. It was just there, and I was like, "Look at that, dude! That not, thing's not, so different." I saw that BMW electric, the i eight or whatever, yeah. and it was in like this wild, the like supercar looking one. Yeah, it yeah. was in this wild chrome, and I was like, I could never. It's so over the top, but at the same time, you're like, I I just like seeing it. I could never. Let's uh let's let this run. This thing is attempting to reconnect now. Connection All right. lost. Mm. All right, we are back. So uh, we were we were talking about lousy trucks. We um. were we we fully got distracted. <laughs> we should we should get into the. Yeah, we definitely should. Well, so Bjorn, you brought a you this brought this is a motorcycle episode. I brought we, my. Started talking about cars. Yeah. <laughs> but you got motorcycle boots, right? These are, I think technically they're motorcycle shoes. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would classify those as shoes. Yeah, yes. that looks like a shoe those sole. Those are like a sneaker. So, uh, Gore-Tex. What I liked about these is they're Gore-Tex. These are the TCX. I do not remember. They were on sale. They got an Italian flag over here. That's my piece. So they are an Italian leather. Mm. Um, I forget what TCX stands for. I totally looked it up before the show, and then I forgot. It, it's like um, technical something. Uh, X for extreme. For extreme. Probably. Yeah, these are these are great boots. They've got the ankle support, so they've got okay. That. There's. I feel it's real hard. Yeah. On so the ankles. What you really want in uh, a motorcycle yeah. footwear is you want something to protect your ankles and your ankle bones from getting crushed by your motorcycle okay. or um, falling in the street. Um, and then you want a flat. I like a flat, not a heel like mm. this. Because then it gets not stuck like your on the, your cowboy boots there. Not like these cowboy boots, which are a bit of a lie. Uh, they're not. They don't go all the way up. They're just a little. They're just like. Oh, you're just a you're you're just a poser cowboy. Yeah. Got these. These are my grandfather's. I I I. Read what are what are, do they have a purpose? Like like are these a specific type of riding you're supposed to do in these that you don't need the full height? The boot? These? No, no, no. The cowboy or boots. Or these? These are to be worn with pants, and then you don't have to have them all the way like oh, cow- okay. cowboy boot. Huh. Fascinating. Um, I I really like these boots. Okay. I really like these. Uh, I got Do a you ride in boots. these? Yeah, these are what I ride in. Okay. So you can see where my foot is. Yeah, and you can see so here where you shift. They did come with like a little protector that I didn't put on my... Nah, I feel like with motorcycle boots, that would be something that I would... I would want them to like wear in in the places where they touch the motorcycle. Like I would want them to have. So this is my clutch. Wait, that's your clutch shifting yeah, yeah. foot because you can see it's all ripped up here. 
yeah. or not ripped up, but like scuffed up and patinaed. Yeah, like that's. I feel like that's From important. It hitting the. Yeah, like you don't oh, want yeah. motorcycle boots that don't have that. That's true. Because then it looks like you don't ride your motorcycle in your motorcycle boots. Well, you say that, but both <laughs> of you boys are wearing fashion jackets right now. Yep. Like the one that Bjorn's wearing is a All Saints jacket. I need to sell that because it's worth a lot of money. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the price after the show's over. Uh, <laughs> but I think like unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because it's my personal opinion, like the motorcycle thing has been like, very similar to like the skateboard thing. Like you can dress like a motorcycle dude mm. and it's just fashion, baby. And like, and then you're like, whoa, that's a cool jacket. And it's like, yeah, I paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> and you're like, and, you, and it's not like neither of those jackets. If you were like, I'm going to buy a motorcycle and I'm going to wear one of these jackets, I'd be like, absolutely not. No, you're not. Those are not motorcycle <laughs> oh, no, this jackets. Is, this is a nice soft leather. This one is a harder leather. This for one sure. feels like you could wear it on a motorcycle. This is a shot. That's like an expensive jacket made in New York. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's a not mine. I borrowed legit, it from Bjorn. It's mine. Uh, it no longer fits Bjorn. Yeah. <laughs> um, One thing I'll say about the double-breasted, like classic, like James Dean motorcycle jackets, uh, they were invented before people knew what the fuck should be in a motorcycle jacket. Yeah. So like, mm. there's no armor in there. The one of the most like common adages when it comes to motorcycle gear is that you dress for the slide, not the ride. So mm-hmm. like the goal is that, and if you, so there's a couple things I'll rifle off real quick. Yeah. Motorcycle, like people that are very serious about gear have the AGATT acronym, all gear all the time. So it's like, doesn't matter if you're riding across the country or across the city or to the corner store, you wear all of your gear because yeah. like, I think the old hack thing would be to say like, oh, most car accidents happen within two miles of your house. But yeah, you don't know which ride it is that you're going to, yeah. Get sideswiped or whatever and, th- and thrust across the road. People have a tendency to think that like low speed, mm-hmm. like 40 miles or, or lower, is like not going to fuck you up. No, that shit will fuck you up. Like you can look up the like the uh, skid distance of like normal clothes, like jeans. Like if you're wearing regular jeans, mm-hmm. you fall off your bike, you will slide for like 10 feet until you're sliding on your bare ass. Mm-hmm. Like it'll absolutely destroy that. Now these are these are sixteen ounce Japanese denim. Do I get twelve yards? So not only these? is it going to hurt your leg, it's going to hurt your wallet too, and you have to replace it. <laughs> uh, and so, so this is like the big thing is like it's with motorcycles, and I talk about this a lot. Uh, there is like the the fashion, the mm-hmm. aesthetic, and I think it's kind of naive to say like, oh, that doesn't matter, because I think it does matter to mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, that being said, I also think that like people should be aware of the risk that they're taking. So if I had a friend who, again, was like wearing a jacket that's like a fashion jacket, I'd mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know that like that's not going to protect you whatsoever. And if they're like, oh, no, dude, like it's a motorcycle jacket. I'll be like, no, it's not. <laughs> like that shit's yeah. going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I can recommend some that look like that that will protect you, but they're going to cost two to three times as much. And depending on what it is, like if you ever actually have to use it, then you have to get rid of it and get a new one. So like mm-hmm. helmets are a good example. If Bjorn were to drop that helmet off of that table and it hits the ground, in theory, you're supposed to get rid of you it. You replace it. Yeah, yeah. I, I Even if thought, it falls off of that yes, table? Yes, if you yep. drop it while you're carrying it. I've never mm. dropped this helmet, but I've, I had that thought while I was like bringing it in because like, this is my legit helmet that I wear. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm in all gear all the time. The only thing is I don't have the well I have a, a you're not. couple pair of pants. I love you. You're not. Neither am I. 
Uh, all gear all the time would be like that riding shirt that you have. That's not gear. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say like all gear all the time to my definition would be full face helmet, uh, protective gloves. Like these little ones that I had on before, these are fucking dirt bike gloves. These yeah. are thin as hell. If I fall off my bike and I, if I fall walking, you don't I'm going to put a hole the, in like, these. Knuckle. Yeah, yeah. 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 These are like yeah. flimsy. So protective gloves have like armor for, I mean, I have. There's like a These variety of protection. That I, I okay, so they've got little pads here. Little pads here. I would say I would not classify those under motorcycle gear. They are going to be protective. They're going to be helpful for like uh, clutch management, throttle management, all that type of stuff. But like if you were to fall off, you'd probably want something that's a little more uh, a little more heavy duty. Those are like the are those are the CC ones or different ones? They're different ones. They're yeah. different ones. They're those are good. Uh Scorpion. And this is the tough thing with like the all the gear all the time things is like there's never a threshold that someone's going to be like, okay, it's always like, oh, do you do what I do? If so, then you're fine. If mm. you do anything else, then I'm going to be like, mm, no, you could be doing better. I mean, I could do higher boots. Like I do riding shoes, mm. which only go above your ankle, whereas the other ones go all the way up to like here. So okay. it protects you from uh, the bike falling on you. I mean, I try to, like, I don't have, I have one pair of armored pants, but they're, like, my all-weather ones. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so what's for, like, the, winter riding. I want to know what makes this not a good motorcycle jacket anymore. What does a good motorcycle jacket have that this doesn't? Because this feels like heavy leather. Heavy leather, if it's not, like, stitched appropriately. First off, like, okay. that jacket doesn't have armor. So armor is literally, no armor. literally pads. Back okay. Pad, you can uh, have so a there'd be a pad, like, pad. on your elbows, on your back. There's typ I should have brought in my gear. Uh, there's typically, okay. like, a cupped, like, protector for your elbows. Mm. Any hard part of your body. So, like, uh, I have mm. riding pants that have hip protection, knee protection. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, those are the things that like, if you fall off and mm -hmm. you land on those, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So you any, have, like, anything, anywhere you've got like a bone that's kind of close to the surface. Uh, some of my riding jackets have really reinforced like shoulder areas okay. because like if you're rolling or if you're sliding, you're probably going to be on those. Mm -hmm. So uh, that'll help out. And then for gloves, gauntlet gloves are kind of like the premier ones. And those are the ones that come up really high. Mm. Uh, there's also kind of techniques of like gauntlet gloves are in theory supposed to go over your jacket like mm -hmm. people tuck them in under their jacket that can allow for your jacket to come up yeah uh, this is all like nerd shit like the no, gist of it is like it's good information i mean it's stuff that like you make your choices mm -hmm. and then you live with the choices that you've made so like there's people that are like yeah man i'm i don't want to wear a helmet but i have to legally so i'm going to wear the dumb little fucking like yamaka helmet um and it's super stupid mm -hmm. it's yeah. like it's just it's just being irresponsible in my personal opinion mm. uh i have a three-quarter helmet i don't wear it anymore i used to and i would only wear it like driving from boise to like salt lake where it's just wide open highway but it's a three-quarter helmet three-quarter is like the classic is that the doesn't have the chin bit doesn't have anything from like here down okay so, so it's like, like a you, ski helmet yeah, yeah yes but for a bike like, like uh, probably hard over your ears snowmobile helmets are like usually way back in the day were like three-quarter helmets mm -hmm. um now they're more like that yeah yeah, but yeah. you wear them with ski the goggles. full face is like you, you you should be wearing a full face like mm -hmm. there's yeah. very little reason why you shouldn't um and then i think the last thing with like footwear is just like again anything that's like uh resistant to abrasion uh, anything that like is going to help you ride the bike mm -hmm. better, control the bike better, is good. I think 
the world is your oyster in terms of like how much protection you want to go from there. And I would recommend like more is always better, but I'm not going to be like the fucking gear cop who's like, ah, you're not doing it right. Nah, you're going to die. I mean, um, like, I, so I have like, I have like protected shirts, like shirts, armored shirts mm-hmm. and armored, like non-leather jackets. And then I have my, um, my like ridiculous jacket that I have that zips into those pants. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Alpine stars. Mm-hmm. I spent, way too much that's the thing about motorcycling is it is a bottomless pit of just you're gonna spend so much money it's like that's something else that people don't always think about is just like yeah the bike's only that's one of the grand that's one of the reasons i haven't gotten into motorcycling you also have to get um different because like you ride in the summer like these Mm -hmm. are great summer and fall winter not so much my feet are freezing Mm -hmm. and you're in the elements that's like a thing that you just don't even realize like Cause I keep my bike over at Terry's and like, I'll go on, I'll go to go on a ride. And I'm like, I usually will put the windows, I'll put all my gear in my car and then I'll just, I'll drive over there with the windows down to kind of mm-hmm. just be like, all right, what am I going to wear? <laughs> like, get a little acclimated. It is a little like, uh, what do you wear? Cause there's been times where like I'm sweating. I'm like way too hot. Or there's been times where I am freezing the entire time. Or like we went, we rode in a hailstorm at mm-hmm. one time where we just like stopped. We're like, well, let's just kind of let the hail stop and then <laughs> we'll see what's going to happen before we drive yeah. home. But yeah. Um, I, so I will show you now that I've done my little spiel about yeah. gear. Here's what I wear on my bikes. And I will say with the current kit that I'm wearing, I need to get like dirt bike boots. But these are my shit kickers. Uh, they are like army surplus, just leather boots. They do have a bit of a heel. I am, uh, I'm different than Bjorn on this. I like having a bit of a heel on my motorcycle boots and like they fucking suck. I've never polished them. You can see like, they're definitely, they're getting like the wear spots. This is from my clutch right Mm -hmm. here. Um, and the benefits for these is like, they come a little higher on the leg, but like they don't really provide a ton of support. So this Mm -hmm. is like, I would say like not to make it a competition, but like these are like interchangeable. If you're like, what's going to protect you more? Bjorn's shoes or these boots? I'd be like, I don't know, probably six of one, half dozen or another. Yeah, like, they're about the same. In um, mm-hmm. We will look at some other options uh, yeah. when we get to get it or forget it. But I think, uh, I don't know, Bjorn, what's like, have you worn those like not on the bike? Yeah. I mean, I got weird feet though. I mean, they're, they're so stiff. They're like really stiff. So for like walking around at a, a good amount of time, like, cause I would, I, uh, for like, a the year. So 2020 is when I started riding mm-hmm. the most. And then there was like a moment where, um, I wasn't really, I mostly was using just my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And so I'd come into work and they were not the best for working in, but these, so like before these, I just wore my Tim boots, which is basically the equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, my feet just hurt so much during the day. These are much better. I could wear these all day. Okay. But they've got like orthotics in them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it does not come out. Uh, these are these. And I tried on a couple of different ones. And then I got these. Uh, these are much more comfortable for my foot. This I believe these are a wide version mm-hmm. that I got. So they're 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 pretty comfy. The grip isn't the greatest. I mean, it's good for motorcycle riding, but like walking around. I wouldn't like hike in these. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the waterproof, I've I've ridden them in the rain a handful of times and my feet stay dry. The Gore-Tex really in those liked. actually works. Yeah, 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 nice. Those were some of my favorite 
mm-hmm. aspects of them, and and they're pretty comfortable because like I've I just don't like full on boot boots. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I got these, especially is with your feet, I kind of get that. The, the 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 way I I approach, I'm a fair weather rider. If I'm being totally honest, and like the way that I approach it is like you know we go out to Camas or like we go out mm-hmm. to like we go like you know go somewhere mm. um, in the summer or like the fall or the spring. I'm not riding right now, you mm-hmm. know, like in the winter, but, uh, these are the, these are exactly what I was looking for for this. But like, if I was doing like maybe a longer trip, mm-hmm. I might get some like a full on boot. Yeah. But yeah. What other, Oh, does it, that's all I had to, about these. I, I really like them. They're, uh, mm-hmm. and they were not that expensive. I think they were like 60 bucks or something like oh, that. Oh wow. Okay. Is what I, they're usually retail at about, um, 200, something like that. Mm. But I got him on sale. Nice. Well, let's do this. Let's let's get into the get it or forget it. Uh, I got five uh, five that I want to show you. And so what I'm going to do is like I will identify that we are in a wide world of footwear when it comes to motorcycles, mm. and we have like we have a lot of different things that we could uh, that we could look at, and we're going to try to like hit a couple of the different styles. Um, and so for those of you who maybe this is the first time tuning in, get it or forget it. We're just going to look at a couple different uh, options and the boys are going to let us know if they get it. And that means like either you'd be interested in purchasing it or you appreciate it to a degree that like you get it. Forget it is like, nah, not for me. Like I'm not that interested in it. I don't like the way that it looks like you wouldn't catch me like wearing those out in the street. And I'm going to try. I don't know what's going on here. Apologies with the uh, tech. Yeah. So since you don't there really ride. Yeah. So so again, we're going to get like a couple different things. So this is from TCX. TCX makes a bunch of stuff. And I will say, full disclosure, I just went to the best sellers on Revzilla. Revzilla yeah. is like an online retailer. And those, those on the left look a lot like those. So it's a, it's a similar style construction. This okay. is like a – this to me is like this is someone saying, I want boots. Uh, mm. I want like a kind of just a classic boot. That is a little more reinforced, a little better for riding motorcycles. Uh, so it has some of the extra like tech R and D shit, mm-hmm. but it is like a very classic silhouette. Uh, I, I don't have all the vernacular for like boot construction. Mm-hmm. They do have it available in okay. the black, which is on the left of the screen, and the vintage brown on the right. And Nick, mm-hmm. you are a self-identified boot guy. You know, yeah. you've you've got uh, taste in boots. You like boots. So as a boot guy, what do you think about the heroes? I mean, I think they look nice. They look like they're reconstructable, either some some kind of like a Goodyear welt mm-hmm. or a stitch down type of construction. I don't know. I think they look like a classy boot. I think most people would see those and they wouldn't see a say a difference between those and what I have on right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I'd say get it on that, that if you're trying to look like you're just wearing regular boots. If I have this, get it for Nick on the on yeah, the TCX heroes. Boots. Uh, Bjorn, as a TCX uh, appreciator already, where I, are you at on, on I these do, ones? I do really like this brand. I really I want to call out the something I really like about it is the zipper down the side. Mm-hmm. I really do like that. Um, when and it that's the thing that you're gonna see on a lot of this style because mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to get in and out. Yeah, the laces are almost like for aesthetic purposes, uh, which I find that's very interesting with these because in theory, you wouldn't want laces. We're gonna look at some other boots, and they do yeah. not have laces because laces can come unraveled. They can mm. get tied up in your bike, and they can get in your bike. Like that's yeah. something that's huge with the with these because these are laced. 
uh, and they're hard. That's one of my complaints about the these is it is hard for me to get my feet in and out of them because like I have to like lace them up and then I, I'm very very careful. Like I tie them and then I tuck the laces mm-hmm. and then I make sure that my uh, pant is over the laces so they don't get into the machinery at all. And sometimes I'll triple knot them or whatever so that I'll just like make a big knot so that there is no lace hanging out, no play, no yeah. play. Um, so I just wanted to call out that. I like that zipper a lot, mm-hmm. though these are not a solid boot that I would wear. I don't like the heel. Uh, and so for me, it is a forget it. All right. <laughs> oh, forget it. Uh, <laughs> I think for me, um, and this is going to be maybe a common theme throughout a lot of this, is I like, I mean, it's a classic boot style. Like, I can't, like, say that I don't like it. I have boots that look damn near mm-hmm. identical, like <laughs> you were just identifying, Nick. Uh, but like, if I'm going to buy a pair of boots, I'm not buying these. I would probably buy like a nicer pair of boots and then just beat the shit out of them. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to get a pair of whites and just treat them like they're a hundred dollar boots when they're <laughs> not. So I'm going to stay with Bjorn on this one. That's a forget it for me. Uh, now that being said, I am going to also include MSRP on these is two sixty, And that kind of plays into my decision a little bit too. Cause I'm mm. like, if I'm in that range, you're going to spend like 200 more dollars and get the whites? Uh, I would seriously consider it. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd probably take better care of them. They wouldn't yeah. necessarily be shit kickers or what, they would. What, sorry, what are the whites? Whites is just a, a, a boot company out of Spokane. And they make like really nice, like high end kind of motorcycle. They started as like a logging boot company. Yeah. Oh, okay. They make but like they, engineer they make boots and. They st- yeah, they started and they still make good logging and work boots, but they also make like this kind of boot oh, okay. and, and like engineer boots mm-hmm. and um, bike boots. All right. So uh, next up, we're going to stay in boots, but we're going to go with a notably different style. So these are the Alpine star seven, uh, sorry, tech seven boots and Alpine stars makes these boots in a variety of different configurations features. I would say that this is not the top of the line for Alpine stars, mm-hmm. but it's getting close. They make a tech eight. It's about a hundred dollars more. We'll mm-hmm. talk about price in a little bit. I feel like Alpine stars is kind of like a expensive. It's pretty expensive. Alpine stars is more of a premier brand for sure. And it's interesting because it's, they do such a, such a really in your face branding thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty pervasive through a lot of motorcycle companies. Like I know for me, Fox was like a company that I knew was like motorcycle, like dirt bike shit. Yeah. yeah. They also do like a ton of mountain bike stuff, all these totally. other things. Oh, they make shot. They make suspension is kind of what yeah. they make. And they uh, make them for trucks. I would say I had the similar approach with Alpine Stars. Alpine Stars mm-hmm. for me for a long time was like douchebag shit <laughs> because it was just like big logos, yep. kind of expensive. Um, once I start getting into more like off road motorcycle shit, mm-hmm. Or like really like high level race motorcycle shit, then I was like, damn, Alpine Stars is actually fucking low key really sick. It just sucks that they're like, like the main brand that like race drivers mm-hmm. or riders wear. Yeah, they make a ton of shit. Yeah. Like you see, like all the Formula One guys, they all have Alpine Stars logos on their fire suits. It's and just shit. a company that's like all over the place, mm-hmm. and it, I grew to appreciate it. This is, I think, three of maybe eight different colors, but I try to get like a good mix of mm-hmm. like you have the black and grays, the hot reds right in the middle, and then uh, the kind of like tutti fruities on the right hand <laughs> side. It's got like a neon like chartreuse yeah. pink. Uh, I'll stick with you, Bjorn. 
Alpine Star Tech Sevens. What do you think about these? Okay, they remind me of like a ski boot. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So interested. I really like this one here, the gray one on the end that we've mm-hmm. got going. Um, and uh, I hate to admit it, but like, yeah, this is kind of a get it for me. I like these. What are they going to be though? Like four hundred dollars. We'll find out. We'll find like, out. I'm very curious how much they're going to be, but I definitely want to like try a pair of these on and ride in them i mm-hmm. think it would be a really interesting fun experience nick where are you at on these i mean they they are so ridiculous looking they do they look like snowboard boots to me mm-hmm. you know but like <laughs> they seem like they must be really good riding boots because they they look very technical you know they look like they're i know they're built specifically for like racing mm-hmm. like if i was doing the isle of man tourist trophy I would buy all Alpine Star stuff and I'd buy the most expensive thing to give myself that extra 1% chance uh-huh. of not dying. Incremental when gain, baby. Yeah. Like when you see those guys in the, like, leaned all the way over in the corner and they're putting their foot yep. on the tarmac at 180 miles an hour, they probably got these on. So these are a get it. If get you're it doing that, then you want to wear these. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, I uh, I will say, I think Andrew actually bought these. Um, got oh, them he as, did? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And uh, he was, uh, I think, like, as with a lot of the stuff that we mm. called out that they look like, so, like, ski boots, snowboard boots, there's always, like, a pretty substantial break-in period. And I know mm. when he first got them, he was like, dude, shifting fucking sucks. <laughs> like, there's oh, really? no flex like, to them. No, that's... Mm. They're yeah, so rigid. I, that's why I want to try them on to kind of see for, But like, that's one of those things you probably want that because that means it's got enough protection that when you crash at 120 miles an hour on a racetrack... <laughs> with these things, it's more about, like... You don't rip your foot off. A lot of the dirt shit is like, oh, yeah, you hit a jump and you dumped your bike and you just landed on your feet from 20 feet in the air. Oh, are these for dirt bike riding? Uh, these are definitely, like, an off-road style... Okay. Uh, ...style boot. Um, and I will say, this is... I'm, I'm really putting myself to the test... Uh, I'm definitely in the market for a boot like this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is like a get it oh, for okay. me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind getting them like in this red to go with this kit. Uh, now here's the cold water. That's going to cool off my get it a mm-hmm. little bit. 400 oh, bucks. 400. Yeah. yeah. That's so that just seems like what that should cost. And well, you can get styles like this. Like TCX actually makes boots mm-hmm. in this style that are like more in like the $200 range. I don't, I don't want to get a bargain on something. I think it's that's one of those things protect like my toes from not getting ripped off by a tree. And, and a lot of this, you know, you I are, want the best. You're paying for the logo yeah. to a certain extent. Do you, do you want do you want Toyota to skimp <laughs> when they put a seatbelt in your car? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want them to be like, ah, oh, we got a deal on these. I think, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, so the one thing with me getting these, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have big enough nuts mm-hmm. to wear these just around town. Like, I think that that puts me in borderline, if not full-on asshole territory, and like, yeah, they have buckles on them, dude. But like, wouldn't they be horrifically uncomfortable yes. to just wander around town in anyway? But you might catch me wearing these pants this summer, <laughs> like just around town. Then you should get these because that's should get these red just boots or that the just ones. matches the outfit. Now <laughs> I think like, now you've actually brought yourself. You you're less of a douche if you have these and that than just that. And then like a white t-shirt. <laughs> No, no, no! That whole kit. Oh, I can't wear the whole the boots. kit in town. Then you're just. Oh, then no. it's just you forgot that it isn't Halloween. That's that's too much. awesome. Uh, like, what would you think if you saw a guy in like a full basketball jersey, shorts, match, like sweatbands? 
Dude, and I like would think shoes. I was back in middle school. You'd be like, "What the but fuck is going on?" It's kind of like honestly, when I, back whenever college, I wear like my Toro Reds with or my uh, Toro Bravo Fives, yeah, 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 with a red shirt. Like it works, mm-hmm. but it's just like, "What you're the like, fuck are like, you what? doing?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you um, wanted people to see like, you today. <laughs> yeah. I've done it a couple <laughs> times. I'm like, oh. uh, so that was the rare uh, triple get it. So uh, shout out to the Alpine Star Tech Sevens, yeah. and if I get them, I'll I'll bring them on the show. I'll cool. see what I'll see what Andrew. Has. I don't know if he has the sevens or the fives. Mm. Okay, but if he uh, has the fives, then he can get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is another company built. They make a ton of stuff, and these are kind of like more in the style of your TCXs. Yeah, yep. these are the Dexter shoes, notable uh, bowling shoe company as well. Mm-hmm. But as Just you can see here, uh, did you? <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. for the league yeah. on a discount. I got the breads though. Yeah, got the breads, dude. Um, We're definitely gonna have to do a bowling shoe episode and ball and ball. We'll I bring, need to bring the ball bring in because that it. costs way more than the shoes. <laughs> this show is just turning into like us flexing our We're toys. We're just like, look <laughs> at all this dumb shit I bought. I need to. Hey, I need to justify it. In some I need capacity. to justify it somehow. I love Here, it. Look, camera. I got a big <laughs> bowling it fits ball. Fits my fingers. Yeah. Um, he measured all right. Me. So Bjorn, I'm gonna start with you. You have shoes that are similar to this. So these are just kind of like a really classic, you know, yeah. silhouette. I'm gonna say, uh, I I do like a riding shoe, but these look too much like a blazer to me. So it's definitely a forget <laughs> it. <laughs> they kind of look like a combination between a blazer and a uh, um, a Chuck Taylor or something. They've got like the the little circle on there. Uh, it, I mean, they 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 do look nice, but they're definitely still a forget it for me. Uh huh. Nick, what about you? I like Bjorns better than these. These look cheap to me. They, they they do. look a little cheap. I they will acknowledge they that. Have I don't like, like Skechers feel. Yeah, to them. they look they look like they were like they they look like what your mom buys you when you want the nice riding shoes. Mm-hmm. But you're these gonna are like grow the less ones. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna grow. At, this is what you get when you're still growing. <laughs> yeah, and like that, I'm yeah. grown, and so <laughs> these are forget it. Forget it for Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Be excited to put these on. Like no, I like they're putting these boring. on. These are pretty sick. Yeah, so I, those are but nice I think like Italian. what what y'all are identifying as a bug is a feature for a lot of people because some people don't want the fashion aspect. They just want like a black shoe with a Nerds. white sole. Yeah. And uh I will say that under normal circumstances I would be in that category, but mm. guess what? <laughs> Fuck these shoes. Uh first off, that logo on the side is harsh as hell. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, it's I, I think one of the things that, like, Ugh. Nike, Adidas, everybody knows what that is, right? They know what that shit is. Mm-hmm. With this, you're going to put a big-ass built logo on the side? Uh-uh. I'm not into it. But, like, no. you look at these. They put, they did put the TCX logo on the side, but it's nice. It's subtle. It's, it's just, not, like, embossed, yeah, it's just, though. It's yeah, embossed. They just, or it's stamped or yeah. whatever, right? Or yeah. burnt. Yeah, it's, it's like, but it's not, yeah, like, it's like, filled cool in. Leather. Yeah, that's too much. This looks cheap to me. This looks, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not into it. They probably are great shoes. At least I hope they are because they're $260 oh, at retail. Jesus. Um, what are so they made out of? Well, I will no. say, and, like, I didn't pull all the data on them because, mm-hmm. like, who fucking cares? There's but, some science that went into these. Now, this is a thing where, like, again, if we're talking 260, I'm getting the boots over these. Oh, like, I'm not same. paying this yeah, much money I'd for get these those, shoes. The TCX boots, yeah. Again. I'd go back and get those if we have to choose. So, yeah, speaking no, of boots, uh, I showed off my free engineer boots that I got with my latest motorcycle. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with the engineer style on these. Ooh. These are another TCX. I will also say that TCX is not a Revzilla brand, but Revzilla sells a lot of TCX yeah. stuff. Uh, these are the fuel uh, WPs. I was going to make a joke before about like it sucks that they're putting WP 
in all of like the motorcycle shit because for a lot of people that means white power. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> and oh, like, I, I don't think that. you should have a motorcycle company and not be aware of all this shit. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe. Anyway, uh, these are also available in black or vintage brown, and you can see here they have the classic engineer boot like buckle, uh, which mm-hmm. allows if you notice. On, I will say over here on the right one, it looks like these do have a zip as mm-hmm. well. So there's like a, yeah. a little cover here. Yeah. So I don't think that you're going to be using this buckle a lot. The buckle historically has served the purpose of allowing the boot to pull tight to your foot. So when you're clomping through mud, it's not going to leave your boot in the mud and your mm, foot comes out. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, you do see another buckle at the top, which I think is also nice. This is a feature that my engineer boots do not have. And it's fucking weird because the cuff is so big at the top. Uh, I I don't like mine. I think if I was in the market and I wasn't going to spend $550 on some whites, I might consider these. I'm going to say it's a get it for me. Nick, let's go to you next. I feel like with the engineer boot style, I would have to go with like a premium company. Mm -hmm. Like I'd have to get like those Wescos that they make right up the street. So this is a forget it for me. Like, I'd be getting them mostly as a fashion item, and uh-huh. I would want them to be the best possible leather, like the best No one's impressed that they're, like, ready to get on the bike. They're more like, yeah. No, know. they're more just a really nice piece of leather yeah. that's on my feet. So, yeah, that's, for me, is forget it. All right, Bjorn, you said that you're not super, super into a really high boot. I will say that these look to be about an 8, maybe yeah. a 10 at the very most. Uh, what do you think about these? Uh, I really like the extra protection on the toe mm-hmm. for like shifting. I love the zip. I also want to call attention to the little like thing on the on the back of the, like I don't know the Achilles tendon area of your foot. It looks like that like adds a little extra flex. There's like a little pleated yeah, section. It's yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I don't it, know. It, it might be a relief thing that allows you to like kind of actuate your so, ankle a little so more. So yeah, for like shifting for like an actual purpose I and mean, it looks like they got the little I know TCX has like I I, I was on their website they like look at a they have like a bunch of technical things for your ankle bones mm-hmm. and it looks like they've got them on this uh i do also like the little buckles on here so this is definitely a get it for me get it for bjorn this could be in the in the in, in the, the future for I'd you i'd probably go vintage brown if i'm gonna go on well is two. it gonna is it gonna wrestle your jimmies at all if i tell you that these are gonna be 290 dollars at retail no that's about what i expected i was thinking like mm-hmm. maybe 300 is what it'd i be think for this. a good pair of boots you know, you're not getting out of there for less than two fifty, yeah. and um, yeah, you don't want to pay less than two fifty for good boots, <laughs> yeah, because they're not going to be good. All right, so now uh, this is number four or five. We're getting into five of five, and I, what I'll say is this is like the true hybrid of a lot of things that we've talked about. Next up is from Alpine Stars. Very different. These okay. are riding shoes. These are the Faster Three Ride Knits. Uh, ignore the notes there. These are actually available in kind of a wide array of colors. I try to pick a good selection here. On the left, you have more of kind of the straightforward black. As you can see, very prominent Alpine Star branding on these. And I think as you move your way to the right, the ones in the middle are kind of like they lean into the ride knit. I think that they have more of a texture that you would see similar on like a Yeezy or something like that. And then finally on the right-hand side, like those to me just kind of look like Jordan 4s. To a certain extent, with the colorway, with the silhouette, uh, they go a little higher, obviously. They have the big kind of like strap in the front. 
But uh, with uh, our resident four expert Bjorn, what do you think about the the faster three ride nits from Alpine Stars? So I uh, I actually did look at these when I was buying these because they're right in that same zone. Uh, they look a lot like here's here's why uh, they they look a lot like cross country ski boots to me. Okay, and I'm not it. into it. So this is definitely a forget it. <laughs> Uh, some kind of like cross country ski boot with like a like a wrestling shoe or something. Definitely has a little bit of wrestling I just shoe vibe. See, like the reason I went with the TCX is is because it's like I'm gonna be in town and I want to maybe go to a restaurant or something like that or hang. I want to be able to hang out in them and not not look like I'm. I don't know what I'm gonna like mm-hmm. like I'm gonna race or like that like this would look ridiculous on my bike. It's uh, like mm. all black with like it's totally blacked out and then I've just. I mean like you could but it just it just didn't work. I have an Alpine Stars jacket that I want to talk about at some point, mm. but uh-huh. go ahead, Nick. I like these, but these definitely feel like these look like race driving shoes to mm-hmm. me. Like yeah. I think Alpine Stars makes those. When I was in college, we did like a, the Formula SAE car. We drove that around, yep. built that, and so we had like driving shoes. And so for that reason, I think these are cool. But I totally get what Bjorn's saying, like. With the kind of bike he has, you can't wear these. I just can't. These you have to have. Well, here's my you question. You have though. to have a, a sport bike to wear these. If you had a sport bike, would you be into them? Yeah. Like More. if I had a sport bike and like a I would a go one to one piece leather suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd yeah. go to PIR in full fucking <laughs> race gear and I, I would like wearing race around. I low key want. I don't know. Well, no, I feel like something I want that looks like boot. that. <laughs> So I, I'm assuming here that Nick, you are a. This is a get it. Oh, oh, it's a get it. Yeah. Wow. I, I, they've got a specific purpose, but right. I like they look like they look like you're racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like a yep. Ferrari shoe. Yeah. They're uh, a, they're I, a race. They look like a driving shoe. I rescind that, like that that buzzer and I'll yeah. hit it one more time. That's a get it from Nick. Oh. Uh, and no, no, yeah, don't get Not excited because guess what? <laughs> Fuck okay. this shit. Uh. And for this specific reason, uh, I think that like if you if you're in first and foremost, I'm not a big riding shoe guy. Like I, okay. I I want boots. I think to your point, like if I were then to get into like a more sporty style bike, I think that I would want to have like a more sporty style boot. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily like those Tech Sevens that we were looking at before. Mm-hmm. Like if I was like a a, a track guy, yeah, I would yeah. definitely be in something like that. But for around town, like I don't. I'm a big, like, not wearing normal ass clothes. Like, I'm not, like, a Vans and, like, denim guy on my bike. Mm-hmm. I am, like, I, I, I'm a boots and denim guy. Uh, <laughs> or, like, my riding denim mm-hmm. if I'm wearing that shit. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that there should be, like, a huge Venn diagram crossover of, like, street clothes and motorcycle clothes. I understand that it happens. But for me, this is just kind of, like, the middle ground that I don't, I would rather just wear like straight up sneakers yeah. or mm. boots and boots being like either those TCXs that we looked at, the ones that I have I or mean, a more techie like. There's so many that have all of this tech in it that like look cooler. Like they've got like some Vans ripoffs. They've got some Jordan one ripoff thing type shoes. So what is the value of shoes? these? 
Well, I'm why glad you asked. One eighty nine ninety five. No, 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 a little cheaper. Okay, no, oh, but what like, is, what's the utility of these? The utility is someone who wants to have a because these are the most sneaker looking yeah. shoe okay. that, that we've looked at. Mm-hmm. So I think like part of the reason why I wanted to throw this and get it or forget it is because I do think that there's more parallels to be drawn here mm-hmm. with these shoes and a lot of the shoes that we talk about regularly on this show. So I think like if you're someone who's like, yeah, I'm a really big Jordan guy, I want to get something that's like kind of in that vein but mm-hmm. does offer a little bit of protection. Now, the funny thing is yeah. these are the same price, if not cheaper, than some Jordans uh, at yeah, retail. Right. So these look like they'd be very flexible. Is I, that wrong? I think you would be surprised at okay. how rigid the, yeah. these are. And like okay. you can check out Bjorn's TCXs later, mm-hmm. but these are going to provide a much more riding experience than a sneaker experience. And that's part yeah. of the reason why mm. they're more expensive. Because like, Alpine Stars doesn't make sneakers, man. They yeah. make riding shit. Yeah. And, right. And they also aren't going to make... I looked at some TCX stuff before, and yeah, like you can get it for like 60 bucks. Uh, I think that's going to be one of those things where it's like you can you can buy those. You might want to spend some more money, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is what that ends up looking like. Okay. And I think it's a, like a, just a little more loud with like mm-hmm. colors. Like they're a little more playful. This is more in your face than I think a lot of the more like fashion forward... Mm-hmm. Either leather shoes or leather boots uh, that you're gonna see. So, okay, yeah, uh, very interesting. You get you, you get it on these. Uh, yeah. I also I think that like if well, I these saw somebody to me look technical. Yeah, to me these look like they were built specifically for some kind of specific kind of riding. Yeah, and like, am I wrong? Like, would these be the best for any kind of motorcycling? I don't think so. Okay, so these are these are built for looks. I think so. I think like any type of competitive si- uh, motorcycling, yeah. you're going to wear competitive gear. You're going to wear more of those like No crazy one's showing up to track boots. day wearing these. Okay. No what one. Would, what would you wear if you were racing at, like if you were at Portland International Raceway? like Race boots. So like those, I, the, the sevens or whatever? Uh, those, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw people in those. Uh, I'm going to try to yeah, very quickly. Yeah, find some like cool race, like... I like these because they look technical. They look like they were made for some kind of riding. Yeah. Um, but if they're not, then then maybe they're. No, I mean they're money. made for riding in the sense that, like, again, if they're you a motorcycle are, boot, but they're if not- you want to ride around town wearing those things, you can. Uh, it's debatable oh, okay. about whether or not you should. But uh, while Bjorn has stepped out, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give give you some dead air. Bjorn, yeah. you can go ahead and cut no, all this but out like, later. I, I feel like I what I want to see now is like what's the since this is not like riding a bike your goal is like to ride the bike the best mm-hmm. and so your gear maybe should reflect that more than it should reflect fashion like what boots are the best boots for riding a motorcycle I there's so many different types of r- motorcycle riding that that's a very difficult question okay. to answer so like, I'll, I'll narrow it down what's the best boots for like race motorcycle race riding like like the isle of man tortoise trophy what are they wearing in that uh i am not the most informed on that so i i, I like because that feels like the most extreme version of motorcycling i think that's the biggest like risk reward yeah. uh like so see. that would need the most specialized gear possibly 
I think that you you wear that gear not because it's specially designed. It's again, you you wear it for the slide, not the ride. It's more for like the protection it offers. So you just yeah. need boots that are gonna really protect the hell out of you when you're skidding across pavement. So it looks like uh, Alpine Stars is like a big. Uh, where was this? Well, it's it's sliding across pavement, but it's also just like <laughs> protecting from a drop mm. as well. Uh, so there's a couple different companies. We've been talking about uh, Alpine Stars. These Supertech R boots. Uh, I'll pull them up real quick. Uh, and I'm just gonna give you the full on like. So yeah. these these are like 500 bucks. Um, and 500 bucks is what like a. So like toward the top end of ski boots. Yeah. Is 500 to a thousand. I think with so. these uh. They're going to be a high-quality boot. Uh, they are going to perform well. Uh, so they're going to offer a lot of protection, but probably be a little lighter weight. Probably. Like that. They probably, once you get into, like, the really high-end shit, mm -hmm. weight savings is going to be part of it. Um, it's something that I don't think anybody should ever concern themselves with until they're literally losing by, like, hundredths of a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, like the boots aren't going to make you faster, man. Um, yeah, they will, bro. <laughs> fucking dude, anything carbon fiber, dude, you go These fast. These boots at four horsepower. Um, <laughs> this is one of them. Uh, I don't know how to say this company's name. I've only ever seen it. Uh, it is Italian. Uh, Dionese. And I think I'm putting the A at the know, end because it's Italian. It too. I've never tried how, to how's it spelled? I uh, it's D-A-I-N-E. E S E. Those are Alpine stars. These are from Oh Dionysi. Yeah, Dionysi. Yeah. Uh, we might be being racist right now. I don't know. They no, have this I'm funny Italian, little... dude. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's okay. They're Nick's whites. <laughs> be racist to them. Who Recently, cares? Recently, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is another company that just like they're all over the place in motorcycles right now. They make a ton of like leather race kits and, Those and stuff are like nifty. that. Yeah, they're cool. They're and and this company makes like very kind of like they do a lot of like all black stuff. Um, you, you'd see a lot of that logo, this little like weird fox, um, at like a track day out at PIR. Okay. So, cool. Anyway, that's that's an idea of like what you're gonna see on like a track day. Now, yeah. motocross stuff is different. Uh, I think like supercross stuff is different. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of similarities though, and it's just gonna be like really rigid, uh, protect you again from like drops and mm -hmm. crashes, and then um, hopefully like make it so that you can get up and either get back on your bike or race you know, very soon and not mm. be like, eh, I broke both my, both my ankles because I dumped my bike. You want the bike to break, but not yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Yeah. Um. Any Anything else? Uh, there's, yeah, there's one more thing. I just want to say this. This yeah. was like, uh, This was this advice that Terry gave me about mm -hmm. motorcycling. And then so I curious. have applied it to so many other aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. And so, and then of course, after, after I've like quoted him as saying it, I like read it in like two other self-help books that I've mm. like, or now I'm really curious. Zone. Self help no, it's Terry so, over it's here. So, it's such a, but it, it it's perfect for golf. It's perfect for like any sport. Uh -huh. that I, it's just like um, slow is uh, smooth. Oh, smooth is yeah, fast. Yeah. It's like it, and that that uh, was my mantra for like learning how to shift. Mm. Is just go slow, and it's smooth, and it's smooth. Yeah, and out of nowhere, you're shifting so quickly, and it's when you try to go fast it gets jerky and mm -hmm. you rev up your engine in weird ways and you just like also every time now just a side note uh every time now that like some dumb idiot on a sport bike just like goes, 
or like whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel so self-conscious if I do that. I want my engine to just be like normal. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's like some hot boy shit that I'm not doing at all. Like, I mean, Terry did it one time to somebody while we were on yeah, 84. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I forget what exactly happened. I changed they, lanes and no, then they like, you were tried in to the lane the and they were they were like merging into you. It was so it was like very <laughs> slow traffic. We were going like maybe five or ten miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. They tried to bully into Bjorn's lane and I was behind Bjorn. <laughs> And I have a loud fucking motorcycle. And if you try to cut me off in traffic and separate me from my riding partner, I am going to rev the shit out of my motorcycle <laughs> and make you know that I am there. And I heard him through my helmet and I was wearing earplugs. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which is, yeah, it's the, the, the noise thing is I have loud bikes and I like it. And I know that people don't. And guess what? Get the fuck over it. (laughs) Deal with it. Deal with the four to six months that you might hear of my bike. And then get mad at the trash, like the trash guys. Get mad at the UPS truck. Get mad at every other thing in the world that makes noise. But like, you got a problem with my bike having straight pipes? Eat my ass. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, and and I'm like, I'm not like a, I'm not a horny guy for pipes, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's my thing that i do and i know that i shouldn't mm. yeah deal with i it. don't know i think the exhaust note on on like a cool like depending on the bike like whatever your, your bike is right my, my the sportsters exhaust notes sound cool the 12 that i got is probably going to get straight piped and like that'll be a little louder but it's also like i don't ride my now this is the difference i don't ride my bike like a fucking prick like when i'm in my mm. neighborhood i am mindful of the fact that i have a louder motorcycle so i don't rev that shit up real high yeah uh, you don't start it up at midnight and I don't, just run it for a bit? The bummer is, like, <laughs> I don't like starting my bike. Like, mm-hmm. I've considered being like, oh, should I get, like, baffles for my pipes? Or should I do this? Or sh- should I do that? And the thing is, I'm such a neurotic stress case that, like, I talk to my neighbors. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry about the bike. And they're like, dude, I, like, I don't notice it. <laughs> it's not that loud. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, they're like, yeah, like, all the fucking, like hondas that are all souped up that race up and down our street we're more mad about that because like they're, they're gonna going kill us fast yeah, yeah. yeah they're not the like loud like they're like once. your thing is like blah 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 blah. that's fine <laughs> like we're not mad about it i have one last thing i want to mm-hmm. say uh for me game changer for my bike uh i'm a little bit i'm a huge wuss on my bike it's fine i have no you're new to it dude you've only been riding for a year and a half like i get nervous you should be a wuss because it's safer like there's a specific i disagree that's bad advice but we'll talk about that off air (laughs) well i mean to an extent but i feel like it's better for you to ride a little conservatively than to go balls to the wall and crash into a wall. That's I agree true. with that. Yeah. But yeah. Sometimes you got to take some stuff with some speed, which I'm not afraid to do. Sure, sure, sure. But, but you're new to it. So like you can cut yourself a little. Actually, slack. what scares me mostly is like uh, traffic like mm-hmm. that shit dry is scary because I've had a few people do some dumb shit to me mm-hmm. uh, that I did not appreciate mm-hmm. where like like passing me in my lane just in my lane like with me mm-hmm. is not a fun thing right <laughs> um, and uh, anyways but something that was a game changer for me is I started riding with earplugs mm-hmm. like for highway or like if we're going to go if we're going over 55 or mm-hmm. over 45 yeah. I like to wear earplugs and I don't know what it is. I'm more calm. I'm more focused. It's like, does it like cut out mostly like wind noise? I imagine is what, yeah, it would there's cut a out. lot of wind noise when you're, 
but it just for some reason i'm a little bit more relaxed and i can stay focused and it's mm. a better experience when mm -hmm. i started riding with earplugs nice um that was just like a random thing like I, I like read that it was like good to do or whatever because it mm -hmm. is loud i mean it's not so loud when like even because this cuts a lot of noise but mm -hmm. once you're up in that uh, basically above 45 it is pretty loud and it's what? just dude it's it's so wild like this is the last thing i'll say and then yeah. we will get out of here <laughs> um about riding a motorcycle versus like riding your or driving your car mm -hmm. is like i i didn't realize how distracted i am in my car and how much i just am like not paying attention mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. until i'm like like dude it is so meditative like when you're on your bike and you're just like wonder what time it is nope back to the road mm -hmm. i wonder oh like you feel like a your your phone vibrate and you're just mm -hmm. like nope like, yeah, I'll back check to the road later. even if you're mm -hmm. sitting at a stoplight you're like you're just you're it's it's pure driving it's mm -hmm. pure driving like i actually don't even like using my gps because it takes my eyes off the road too much mm. where i've like i've looked at it i've glanced down at it i mean i get lost all the time but you know what that's half the fun of riding <laughs> motorcycles getting lost or like hitting a per we hit a parade one time <laughs> we're like no 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 we're not in the parade we're going around the parade <laughs> but just that that experience of just like it's pure driving mm -hmm. and it's just you and you're alone there's no distractions it's just it's just it's constantly back to the road like anytime your your brain starts to like because i'm like super add and like mm -hmm. i'll start to daydream off and then it's just like nope back to driving like just back to driving and it's just something about that is really cool to me uh yeah and i just wanted to mention no that, that sounds I fun got out of here what I'll mention is motorcycles are fucking whack. Don't get into them unless yep. you come talk to me and then <laughs> um, and then get into them. But like, don't do anything that I don't like because <laughs> then I'll be a mad uh, guy about it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. This is taking a weird turn at the end. Motorcycle guys are the worst. I've I've, <laughs> I've like recently kind of let me put it like this. Motorcycle guys that are monolithic. And all they got going on is motorcycles. Get a hobby. <laughs> like, uh, I've been saying lately that like motorcycles have reminded me of like the bad days of skateboarding, and that bums me out. Cause like I yeah. honestly, I have all these like projects I want to work on. I do. I love riding bikes with Bjorn. I love riding bikes with a bunch of my other friends. But like, I feel alienated because I'm not a fucking prick. And I am a fucking prick, but for different reasons. Yeah, like, you're a different kind of prick. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, and it's just, it's kind of exhausting. So I guess what I'm really saying is I'm going to take back the beginning. Like, if you like motorcycles, if you like the idea of motorcycles, get into it because we desperately need new blood. And I'm so tired of, like, some of these black hoodie, like, sportster dudes who I just cannot get along with to save my life. Uh, and do what you like to do. Don't just chase, like, whatever is, like, cool. So if you like a certain type of bike, get that type of bike. If you think that like, if your friends are like, yeah, man, get a sport bike and you don't want one, don't get one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a purely, it can be a purely individualistic pursuit. It's more fun with friends is my experience. And I just want more friends. So like, if you're cool, get a bike. If you're not, I don't know, uh, start shooting competitive billiards or something like <laughs> um, find another dickhead hobby that's a, something you could do with a leather jacket on very much so you yeah could. you already got the kit yeah <laughs> so uh nick anything you want to drop before you nope. get out of here nope i don't think so well in that case we'll wrap things up here in the size 10 studio thanks for coming out for the specific moto episode here uh we had nick and bjorn and myself 
You can get our full episodes dropping on Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. We got video on YouTube and on Spotify. And then, of course, all the audio podcast platforms have us on there as well if you want to listen in. You can follow us on social media. We're at Size10Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us with any questions. We put up some fun polls. We want to hear back from you. So if you got any ideas for the show or things you want to see, let us know. Hit us in the DMs. And uh, we got a lot of stuff cooking up in store in Portland, but you're going to have to stay tuned for more information coming soon where you can uh, catch some of the boys out around town. And other than that, that's going to do it. Uh, We'll catch you on Friday for Off Topic or next Wednesday for the full episode. Take it easy, folks. (laughs) 